0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, we are going to be talking about donating, because I am a huge fan of donating over the years. I have tried it all. I have sold things. I have thought of the very best person or place to get my stuff. And I have finally come to the point where I said, you know what? Donating is the way to go because I just need it out of here. It gets it out faster. And uh, that's really, really important. And so today I am interviewing, um, someone from Goodwill Dallas who is talking about what happens to donations after they receive them and what is okay to donate, what is not okay to donate. And the goal here is to cure decluttering paralysis. And the goal is for you to be able to, with confidence, get stuff out of your house and hopefully answer some questions. All this was very interesting to me. Um, before we do that though, I want to make sure you guys know that the five-day clutter shakedown is available now. If you are determined to declutter, this is what you need. Okay. One of the number one goals that people have, New Year's resolutions that people have is to get organized. I'm going to say from my vast decluttering experience, as one of the internet's leading decluttering experts somehow. Um, I'm just going to tell you that a huge mindset shift for me that has made a huge impact on my house has been not getting organized and just decluttering. And let me just say, if your goal is to get organized in 2018, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's in the future, and it's something that has to be maintained. And it typically is one of those things that fizzles and then makes the person who made the resolution feel like a failure. Okay. If you will instead say, I'm going to declutter this year, then with everything that leaves your house, you've met your newest resolution. You've everything that gets out of the house, everything that leaves your front door. You've been successful. And once it's gone, it's gone. And if you've listened to my podcast before or read my books or any like anything like that, you know that just decluttering has had such a huge and shocking impact on my own house and on the homes of so many others because just decluttering makes my house feel and function more organized. Okay. So just declutter. Along those lines, um, you can get started right now using my strategies that, um, I have developed from decluttering my own house over the years. I mean, come on, this is a slob comes clean. Um, and I had a ton of stuff when I started and I had to break through the emotional strongholds and all those kinds of things and get rid of my stuff. And All of my strategies, my mindset changes, my, um, steps to working through an overwhelming mess, they're all in my new book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life, which releases at the end of February. Um, in that book, I go through all of the, um, spaces in your home and I work through the steps, um, to dealing with an overwhelming mess in those different spaces. We go through your house. We also go through different relationships in your life and all the mindset changes you need. But, that's the end of February. What about right now? I have the five day clutter shakedown. This is a video course that I created and it is available as a pre order bonus. When you pre order decluttering at the speed of life, wherever you want to pre order it, wherever you like to buy books, you just pre order it there. Go fill out the form on my website, which you'll see it pretty much everywhere on my website, but go to slobkemsclean.com slash bonus if you want to go straight there. Fill out the form with your pre-order information, where you pre-ordered your pre-order number that you get on your email that you get when you pre-order, um, fill that out. When you click submit on that form, you are going to go to a page that, We'll have the link to the five day clutter shakedown and a special code that will make that course a $30 value absolutely free for you. You don't have to put in payment information or anything. You have access to that right away. It's a video course, but I also included, we ripped the audio so that it there are files that are just the audio in case your internet works better that way, or your brain works better that way. And there's also transcripts, written transcripts of the videos. Okay. So whatever your learning style or your internet speed, this is for you. And you can go ahead and start on the basic concepts that I then go into great detail in, in decluttering at the speed of life, but you can go ahead and use this to get started right now. So I'm excited about that. Go to dot slash bonus to get started on that. And now my conversation about donating and what happens to your donations. Here's a cool fact. So I, today, have a special guest on my podcast that I am really excited about. This is Joanna Reddy, and she uh, works with Goodwill of Dallas, and we are going to talk about what's okay to donate and what's not okay to donate, with the main goal being to cure decluttering paralysis, because I know that for a lot of us, okay, let's just say most of us who listen to this podcast, um, that it can be paralyzing to not be sure what is okay to send off in your donations and what's not. And the only option that isn't okay is to just leave it in your house. So that's what our goal is today is to give you the knowledge and the power to be able to get things out of the house. So Joanna, tell me about what you do at Goodwill.
1: Thanks, Anna. Um, yes, I am the Vice President of Marketing here at Goodwill Dallas. And what I do is really oversee the communication of our mission, what it is that we do, let people be more aware of it, of what Goodwill does, except from a donation standpoint, both monetarily and also physical donations, as well as why we do it. And The why most people don't necessarily know about is that Goodwill, we're all about creating jobs and job training opportunities for persons with disabilities and disadvantages to ultimately help transform their lives through the power of jobs.
0: Very cool. So tell me something. Now, the reason why I contacted you through my publisher, but also the reason why we made this connection to do this podcast is I saw an article written by a different area of goodwill called Nine Things You Didn't Know You Could Donate to Goodwill. And through the process of connecting with you, I realized that um, different areas, different regions of Goodwill are not necessarily connected to one each one another except through the name and the overall umbrella. So can you explain how that works because I know I have listeners everywhere and so the things that we're going to talk about will be generalities, but there might be a few different things in the different regions. So how is it that you're all connected and yet different?
1: Absolutely. So we are connected, like you mentioned, by the Goodwill name. However, each individual Goodwill agency in each of the different areas um, run autonomously from each other. Meaning there might be some similarities on our operations, uh, or whatnot, but we, some, there are also going to be some differences on how each of our individual Goodwills operate and things of that nature. But overall, we still share the same mission of uh, providing jobs and job training, and we all have to be accredited by Goodwill International, Goodwill Industries International, in order to even still carry the Goodwill name. So there are standards um, fact, we need to meet in order to be certified as a goodwill.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I just always thought it was all one big connected thing and it is sort of, <laughs> but not really. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. So, so as I said, our goal for today is to cure decluttering paralysis because worrying about what should or shouldn't be donated or worrying about what's going to happen to our stuff, um, can really be paralyzing. Um, From my perspective, for those of you who maybe this is the first time you've listened to my podcast, just so you understand, um, I am a donator. uh, There's a chapter in my new book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life, about how I came to the point where I realized that the best thing for me to do when decluttering my house was just to donate as much as I possibly can donate because I needed to get it out as quickly as possible. And anything else I did like trying to sell things or even trying to give things directly to certain people who needed it, maybe that I knew in my life or somebody I knew who knew somebody else or whatever, um, it just slowed down the process and I needed to get things out quickly. So I will just give my perspective and my philosophy that um, people who take my clutter are providing a service to me. I mean, that that's how I view um, your store or other stores that take donations is it is a huge help to me to have a place that will take that clutter out of my house so that I don't have to just throw everything away or have it sit in my house while I try to figure out exactly the very best thing to do with each individual item. Um, But like I said, our goal is to cure decluttering paralysis. So, my personal experience, so when my kids were little, it's probably been 13 years ago, I wanted to donate a, um, I mean, we took a huge load of donations to a thrift store, and one of those items was um, an XR writer, or it was one of those things that looked like a I don't know if you remember them. They like, it's like, wasn't a rowing machine. It wasn't an exercise bike, but it was kind of a combination between the two and it was going to solve all my problems and I was going to get so in shape with it. And then I never did. Um, But I hauled that all the way and then they wouldn't take it. Um, And so it was kind of like, oh, so they don't take everything. Um, So can you go over just general things that you guys cannot take and maybe explain some of the reasons why on some of those things that maybe people typically assume can be taken and then can't.
1: Absolutely. So typically we, at least our Goodwill Dallas do not accept, um, furniture, like large furniture or television. Um, because as we mentioned, everything's all about our mission to create jobs. And it's really for the safety of our workers, um, that, you know, typically it's one worker that's out there at the donation station taking it and they can't, you know, we just don't want to injure them because we're all about making sure that they can have a sustainable living wage. And if they were to get injured, then um, that not only, you know, put a detriment on them, but also on the family that they're also trying to feed. Right. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we don't take um, furniture. Um, we do know that there are other goodwills that do take furniture just to put it out there for your national audience, but um mm-hmm. the goodwill Dallas does not okay. um other items that we don't take um are perishable goods, um say food, grocery items um, again, we resell them in our stores, we don't take any perishable items, including you know drugs or medication, things like that
0: okay, so when you said two I was reading on your website and it said tube TVs. Is the main reason there because they're so heavy? Yes. Okay. Which, I mean, is absolutely, we had one and I believe we actually paid somebody at our garage sale to haul it off because that thing, I can't, like, I don't even know what was inside of it, but I had two teenage boys, my, you know, husband, who was very strong, and the guy who we were loading it into his truck. And, I mean, it, that thing was ridiculously heavy. So that that's interesting, and I can totally understand that. What about mattresses? Is that a sanitary thing, or what, what's the deal on mattresses?
1: That Mattresses are the same thing. So mattresses are, we consider, like, furniture okay. because oftentimes you need more than one person to carry or use them, and it is also um, semi-sanitary item as well. Okay,
0: okay. Um, Okay. Let's talk about some of the things that you do take that might surprise people. And I've told people this before. And the reason is because I've actually been told this by multiple different places, um, that they actually will tell me, yes, do donate your torn or stained though clean, but you know, clothing that is imperfect go ahead and do that. And I think part of the issue is that sometimes we think that the only things that we should donate are the things that we see being sold inside the store. And so, you know, you think, well, they don't, we can't donate this because they don't sell those items. I've never seen that being sold. So what are some of the things that are, that you do accept as donations that don't necessarily get sold inside the store?
1: Um, You named it. So clothing is one of the top ones that we do a step, whether they have holes or tears or whatnot, um, because we actually sell them to local recyclers who then turn them into other uses, such as wax and insulation. And then the revenue from that, again, goes back to fueling and funding jobs and job training programs that we offer to community for free. Um, okay. Other items people don't necessarily think about are um, electronics. We have a partnership with Dell called our Dell Reconnect Program. program. I- I believe a lot of us, you know, especially the way that technology um, updates frequently these days, we have that old computer, laptop, iPad, tablet, um, cell phone, whatever, whatever it may be, sitting around, and we don't know what to do with it. Um, through a partnership with Dell, we make sure that we have an e-cycling program, um, really to recycle um, all the different parts in there. We do recommend that just like Anything else for the privacy, uh, for your privacy to remove any sensitive information that you would not want anybody to have their hands on. Um, but we do have certain training and we do at least do a factory reset on um, the items given to us. Some people might even need working electronics. So if you have a computer, the hard drive might be broken uh, or whatnot. We also accept those, or old VCR DVD players, or just stray electric cords that you don't even know what they belong to. Um, those items we also um, accept. Um, we test all electronics before they are put on the sales board to make sure that they work. If they don't work, um, we sell them to um, other recyclers and vendors who separate all the cords. Um, and, you know, these days, like I mentioned, if you have an old, computer and, a and you don't know what to do with it it's just a box and machine well there are parts in there like the motherboard um another and other items that we can use to recycle um through dell's uh closed loop program and um where all the plastic parts are essentially you know reused for other uh computer IT items that they produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, even if, you know, uh, say it's missing a hard drive, hard drives are so cheap these days that even without it, we're still able to create a job and allow someone to in need to purchase it and still have a computer um, that they might need for cheap. Uh, we also then at the same time, you're also creating a job when you donate it for somebody to sort through, um, you know, clean the computer, that kind of job training, as well as ultimately keeping it from our landfill as well. So it's kind of a win-win-win for everybody in that regard.
0: I, I agree because I personally have electronics and things that um, it, it's, it's like they just sit there and you think, what do I do with that? Um, what about, right. now I read something about using the Department of the, Department of Defense standards, as far as wiping them clean, how does that, can you go into details on that?
1: Um, that's actually something that we have dealt. Um, they uh, actually handle the wiping of the security of the electronics clean. We do actually go through and make sure that any information is clean. Like I said, we do a factory reset on the items and okay. on the electronics that do come through. Yes. Okay. Okay. But we do have um both Dell and ourselves. We really have, um, you know, we really adhere to the highest standards um, for, you know, workplace and environmental safety as well as just security. Okay.
0: Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local, Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects, so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority you prefer to meet via phone call video or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp help. H E L slash clean. Okay. So tell me some of the things that get donated that you guys do have to i mean that that you wish wouldn't be donated like things that i mean i know furniture obviously there's somebody there to say don't give me that furniture but like what are some things that you wish people knew honestly just need to go into the trash or whatever
1: <laughs> um i would say you know like i said expired food or food products mm-hmm. um that unfortunately need to go to the trash or go to a food pantry um, other items that we don't, you know, accept, hazardous chemicals, um, you know, paint, large appliances, things of that nature, we don't accept those. So you don't take large um, appliances? No, we do not. Okay. Um, so same thing, for the same reason as, you know, furniture and mattresses that, and, you know, those old uh T- TVs because we have, you know, it's for the safety of our employees. Essentially, okay um and then you know is with the chemicals and oil and fuel or whatnot we always say you know go talk to your local city um there are other ways that hazardous waste disposal methods that you can do and we are not uh, you know we are not one of those locations you your donation doesn't really do anything
0: okay okay Um, in that regard Okay, so I'm going to go through some of the stuff that was in this article. um, And you can tell me, these are obviously, this is Goodwill NNE. It's something in New Mm -hmm. England. Um, But you can tell me if that's something that you do as well. But it'll give people, I think, just an understanding of the types of things that it's worth asking about. So, all right. So they had in their article that um, they will accept single shoes. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, Single orphan shoes, as we call them, uh, we do accept them, you know, for whatever reason, if you lost it, don't worry, we won't judge you. (laughs) Um, You know, we get those all the time. Or Maybe one shoe is broken and the other one isn't. uh, But you just hold on to it for sentimental reasons. And when you're decluttering and you want to, you know, get out of that decluttering paralysis, um, it's time to probably let go of that one orphan shoe. So, so what do you do with go those? Go ahead and give, we sell them to uh, a vendor, a recycler who pairs them with somewhere kind of like a long lost brother and resells them. Um, and we get, again, the revenue helps to provide jobs and job training for people with disabilities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they had um, that stray wire to your old VCR, which you mentioned. I will just tell everybody that in my five-day clutter shakedown, which is the pre-order bonus for my next book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life, which you can get that bonus if you go pre-order and fill out the form, um, I threw away a VCR because that was just my reaction. It's old. It's broken. It had a hanger stuck in it. Um, So would you take a broken VCR or would you – um, do you need that to be working?
1: No, absolutely. We will take that broken VCR, any unworking electronics for whatever reason, because there are parts within there um, that we recycle and keep from the landfill and that there are other vendors and recyclers that actually use those for whatever okay. reason.
0: Okay, good. Um, what about, I'm just going to ask it because this is something that, I just want your expert um, <clears throat> knowledge on, and that is um, th- my advice to people on clothing. Because the person who is completely overwhelmed often often has a um, laundry basket with clothes that have been outgrown for a long time and they've never gotten around to washing them. My advice is just to wash them all together because usually they're fine that any anyway. Because my understanding is most donation places do not have the capability to wash clothing. So clothing that comes does need to be clean. Is that true?
1: Yes, we prefer them to be clean um, just because, like you mentioned, we do not have the capacity uh, to really wash them. Right. Um, the job is really to sort and donate and identify clothing and where, you know, where they need to go, whether to our stores or whether, they might be useful as, uh, recyclers for, to create lags or insulation. Okay. Um, so, yes, we prefer
0: them to be at least clean if possible. Yes. Okay. Um, old eyeglasses. Yes. What do you We do, do with accept
1: those? those and we, we do accept those and we also resell those in our stores or work with other, uh, local agencies that might need them to provide them for somebody in need for those old you know, for eyeglasses that they need um, that they might not be able to afford.
0: See, and I think that's helpful because you hear about programs for that kind of stuff, but sometimes mm-hmm. part of that paralysis comes from I know there's someone out there who takes odd shoes or I know there's someone out there who wants old eyeglasses, but it's nice to know that that you can you know stick those in the donate box along with other stuff and it's going to go to the right place. Through the donation center. So that's very helpful. So we talked about um, old laptops. Um, What about um, like mismatched earrings, broken jewelry? I know, you know, some people who are big crafters will say, Oh, I'd love to find broken jewelry at the thrift store. How do you, how do you guys deal with that type of stuff?
1: Same way. Um, Anything that's mismatched, broken, or maybe it's you know that ugly, tacky jewelry that you got as a gift um, <laughs> you're your great aunt, and you know you yeah. uh, you don't know what to do with it. Um, you don't want to necessarily give it to somebody or gift it to somebody else um, and clutter up their space. So we will take anything, and like you mentioned, we get a lot of uh, DIY crafters, even for broken jewelry. Um, you know, you can always repurpose jewelry, earrings, and make them into either pins or brooches or ornaments or other type of decoration. So even if it's broken or not, just go ahead and donate to us and there's always another use for them.
0: Well, and I think one of the things to think about in that, because most of us who struggle with clutter tend to be very creative people, is to go, okay, I can donate that stuff. But then there's also the flip side, not that I'm encourage us all to go shopping because, you know, we're trying to get stuff out of the house. But the flip side of knowing that when the time comes that I'm going to need stuff like that, that you guys have that kind of stuff yeah. there yes, and available. Absolutely. Yeah. So let y'all store it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. One of the other things on their list was Christmas lights that stopped working in 1992, um, meaning you know, we talked about, we talked about electronics and all that kind of stuff, but I think it's, it's good to think, Oh, Christmas lights, similar to those wires that you mentioned, because I personally have had, I may have thrown it away. Honestly, some people probably know better than me from watching my videos, but, um, I mean, I remember an orange shoebox full of wires to different things that I had no idea what they were for. So that is encouraging to me to know that something can be done with those. So that's good. Um, what about like, do you, okay, this is a question. Now I was a theater teacher and so I loved shopping at thrift stores for costume pieces. And so things from, you know, prior time periods were exciting to me, but do you guys do anything as far as, um, trends or, I mean, is anything ever weeded out because of its, not just its condition, but the fact that it is so old or anything like that? Or do you pretty much just say if it's wearable clothing, it comes in?
1: No, I would say that if it's wearable clothing and it's in good condition, it goes in our stores because you never know. Like you mentioned, we get a lot of what makes it fun in our stores is the treasure hunt of not knowing what you're going to find. And so, um, we, if it's able to be worn and it's usable, we sell them in our stores um, because people might use them and, you know, either build a different kind of outfit or create some other, uh, you know, craft from it. Um, and then you also have the collectors that are looking for the collectible. It might not be we all know, you know, it might not be in style now, but five, ten years down the road, who knows? They'll come back into style, right? <laughs> <Sure>. So um, <laughs> we or we like to believe so. So yes, right. we do take, you know, anything that's not on trend or even seasonal items. So, you know, you might think of Those ugly Christmas sweaters right now or the um, hauling costumes or anything that, you know, maybe just decor. You're updating your house and you have seasonal items that, you know, you're updating your decor for your um, living space and you have mismatched row pillows or rugs. Um, we will accept those because that's something that somebody might use and inspire them for their living space to mix and match, similar to, you know, like you mentioned earlier, jewelry.
0: Yeah. Do you rotate inventory at all for different seasons? We do. We do.
1: Um, We do rotate, you know, during the Halloween season, the holiday season, um, rotate inventory in terms of what's seasonal similar to what you'll find in the shop, but sometimes you might find that stray Christmas item in our store, um, because maybe somebody, you know, loves collecting Christmas figurines year-round. Right. But typically, the majority of our uh, our inventory um, that you find in our stores will be relevant to the season.
0: Okay. And what about, um, like, if something has been there, you know, if it... Obviously, not everything's going to sell. So, I mean, at, at what point, what happens to those things that have been there long enough that you need to get them out to make room for the new stuff that's come in? What do you do with those um, things? We bring,
1: we bring them back to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And if we'll look at them and we'll grade them and say, you know what, for whatever reason, maybe it's not, it's still in great condition. We think that it's still something that somebody in need will want. Maybe next year, then we'll store it. Um and we'll store it for the following, you know, season or time that we believe it'll be in need. So for example, you know, we might not to your point, we might not sell every single bathing suit in our stores during the spring summer season. But, you know, whatever that's left in our stores we'll bring them back in our stores uh into our warehouse and, you know, store it for the next go around or next season. We do rotate our inventory, um on a daily basis. Uh, there are always new deliveries and new shipments. So we're always rotating items in and out of the stores to, again, keep that treasure hunt fresh, um, and to keep the assortment of items in our stores. um, So do you
0: rotate them from store to
1: store? No, we rotate them, um, back into the warehouse. Okay. So we, we take whatever, um, that's in our stores. We know how long it's been on the floor, so to say, and if it's had its um, due amount of time and it, for whatever reason, it didn't seem to sell. We'll bring them back into the warehouse and see what we might be able to do with it and or store it at the same time. Hold up. What was that?
0: Okay, and the last thing I wanted to ask about, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but as far as this New England Goodwill, they have on there that they do take cars. Do you guys accept car donations?
1: Yes, absolutely. We take car donations. Um, We work with a recycler that um, essentially, you know, sells the cars, whether it be for um, parts or whether it's working or not, it might be for parts or it might just be working and somebody needs a car that's, you know, working, but for a, a cheaper price, a more economical price that they're looking for. So we do accept car uh, donation as well.
0: Do you take are non- large. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So do you take <laughs> non-running ones? Do you come pick them up or
1: what? Uh, yes, we'll work with you to determine how we'll pick up your car donation. Okay.
0: Okay. Well the yeah, main whether thing they or not. Yes. Okay. So the main thing I would say is look in your area, you know, search the name of your area plus Goodwill and find a specific list. Because I know you guys have a list on your site of things that you can and cannot accept as and there are other places that have um those same lists. And so, you know, as things are different, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it mostly comes down to what kind of resources you have as far as, you know, places to put those things. So or places right. to, you know, have take those. Is there anything else that you want to tell declutterers?
1: Um, I would just say, you know, know that when you're decluttering someone to what you were talking about, the, um, decluttering paralysis, I think we've given a lot of examples of different items that you might not think is donatable or usable, but whatever you do donate, do know that it's going towards not somebody who might need to reuse it and keep it from the landfill, but somebody that needs that job training on learning how to sort and identify, um, and grade, you know, each individual item or putting them out, you know, retail skills or putting them out on the floor. Um, These folks that we serve a lot of times have uh, a disability or some type of disadvantage. And we're all about um, a second chance. We believe in a hand up, not a handout. So we strive to really provide job services to really help break that poverty cycle. And a lot of the folks that work um, here with us um, have terrible living conditions and live in extremely dysfunctional environments. Um, 85% or more of them have low to moderate income and are easily discouraged. And we really help people get off of public assistance um, with the goal of really having them become productive members of society and become as self-sufficient as possible. So you can feel good while you're decluttering knowing that as your – each item that you're donating, we look at it as every single time an item needs to be touched, that's a job that you're creating. And so, and these are the people that you're kind of helping and it's all in your local community too. So it's also jobs locally that you're helping your local economy as well.
0: Well, and I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, when you talk about stuff, especially your, now I know you guys don't take furniture and things like that, but you know, some of your stuff, it just, it's the weight of it and the physical need to move things out of your house you know i mean when it just when it's just sitting there and i'm not going through things i forget how much of a pain it is to actually get things out of my house and that is where my perspective of viewing places that take donations as providing a service you know it's like to have a place for it to go, and then to know, okay, you know, when I think about the effort that it requires for me to get it out of my house, to know that once it goes into the donation place, there's effort required, you know, from then on. I mean, there, there's work that's being done. And so that's, that's a neat perspective just to kind of think about as you get rid of your stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Joanna. I hope that this will be helpful to those of us who have been decluttering like crazy. Um and as we get this stuff actually out of the house, because that's kind of what's hard is sometimes it's one thing to stick it in a donate box and then actually taking it the next step is um <laughs> you know actually getting it to the place where it's out of the house thank is sometimes hard. But thank you so much for joining me and um you. I have had fun talking to you. Okay. I'm gonna stop recording thank now. You. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Joanna as much as I did. I thought it was very informative and um, she did a good job of just kind of giving a reality check, which the goal of that is to cure your decluttering paralysis. So um wanted to remind you before I go about the chance that you have to pre-order decluttering at the speed of life and immediately get access when you fill out the form to your pre-order bonus or one of your pre-order bonuses, which is the five-day clutter shakedown that will let you get started right now. If you have any questions about that, you can always email me, but go to aslobchemsclean.com slash bonus, and that will um, get you the information that you need to get started on your five-day clutter shakedown. By the way, you don't have to have five days to designate to it. It's all principles that work for decluttering at the speed of life. Meaning you can do, um, five minutes and you're going to see progress because that's the goal. You can do five hours, you can do five days, whatever you want to do, you'll see progress. Okay. Slobcomesclean.com slash bonus. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.